Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, apply today at kellydparker.com forward slash coaching. Hey, this is episode 39 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. In honor of Women's History Month, I want to bring you some stories of some amazing, powerful women that are using their voice to make this world a better place. And so today I want to share with you my chat with Danielle Davis. Danielle is the financial freedom educator. She travels to high schools and colleges across the country to educate about financial literacy and how starting now will give you the freedom to do what you want later. She bought her first stocks at the age of 19, and she has a passion for helping high school students, college students, and adults understand how the decisions they make today can affect their future. Danielle shared some of her best tips and tricks in terms of speaking, and I left the conversation feeling so inspired as she shared about stepping out in confidence to do everything that you have been purposed to do. So here's my conversation with the financial freedom educator, Danielle Davis. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Miss Kelly? Oh, girl, I'm fine. I'm doing a lot better now that I'm talking to you. Come on now. We, let's talk about some good money and some uh, confident uh, speaking. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. It's such a joy to sit down and chat with you. So for those of us that don't know you, let us know who you are and what you do. Well, one, I just want to say before I even do that, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited about it. I was like, for those who this is their first time listening, Kelly is amazing. Look, I always said I'm uh, standing on her. I was like, because she is everything and then some. Uh, But I am the financial freedom educator. And so essentially what I do and my goal is to help folks who have their financial dreams and goals. I want to make them a reality. So I try to break down information that I think a lot of folks use jargon for, and I want to make it simple uh, when it comes to financial freedom. So that is one thing that I do working one-on-one with folks. And the other thing that I love to do is I'm a speaker. So I talk to college students, to high school students, to those young professionals and talking to them how about how important it is to save, to invest, to budget, because I want them not to have to work. I want them to be able to retire early. And so that is what I do. Uh, That's what I love to do. That's what I was called to do. And that's my purpose in life. Love that. Love that. That's so exciting. It's so needed. So needed. So how did you, how did you get started in this work? You know, it's funny. Uh, I always liked numbers, always as a kid, you know, one thing I'm kind of a black and white person. So I was like one plus one equals two. 
that was there was this philosophy and psychology. Mm-mm. One plus one I always knew equal two. And I took to the numbers piece and I got into the financial literacies because I'm I'm proud to say I'm a third generation investor. So my grandfather invested, he's from Panama. My mom, who was an administrative assistant, she started investing. And so people say, I don't have money to invest. If an administrative assistant and an immigrant can f- find some money to invest, everybody can, right? And so I bought my first stock at 19. I learned the highs and the lows of what it was like to invest um, and budget, so on and so forth. And talking to my students, asking them about student loans and trying to figure out how they were you know, going to just live the life they've always wanted. I realized I love talking about it. I realized that money and investing and saving came easy to me. And so I said, you know what, Danielle, let me do this full time. Like, let me go ahead and just, you know, take, take the plunge and start a business. And, and that's how the Financial Freedom Educator was founded. Financial Freedom Educator. Love it. Now, let, let me ask you this, because I come across a lot of people, especially a lot of women, and we have ideas. We are brilliant. We know all of the things, but sometimes we're afraid to branch out on our own. We have a lot of self-doubt. We have a lot of reasons why we're not taking action. So can you talk about how you overcame all of that to get on the path to being the financial freedom educator? Uh, Ms. Parker, that, that is a great statement right there. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent because I love that. I sat on the financial freedom educator for about two years, just being honest. I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm the type of person. And you've said a self-proclaimed introvert. I've heard you mention that in your podcast. I am as well. And so I said, I don't want to be in the forefront. I don't like speaking in front of people. That's not my thing. I feel like I'm about to pass out or throw up when I did it. And so when God brought it to me um, in 2017, I said, nope, I don't want to do that. And for any of those who are listening and, you know, who are, who are believers, when you tell God, no, he has a way of laughing. And so I was very stagnant in just life in general, 2017, 2018. And finally, towards the end of 2018, God finally said, are you done yet? You've done things your way and have tried things your way. Um, Are you ready to do what I've called you to do? So I said, okay, fine. And unbeknownst to me, when I started the Financial Freedom Educator, other opportunities opened up for me. You know, it's from getting promotions on jobs, uh, finding some amazing friendships and, and, you know, that mentor type piece like Miss Kelly Parker. Uh, And that was what helped me to get over it. Now, I'm not going to lie. Is it always peaches and roses, right? When it comes to speaking engagements, it's not. But that is what helped to push me. And then once I jumped out onto that ledge, I had so many friends, family members, and just people who started following me who were like, much like you just said, it's much needed. And so that gave me the affirmation to continue doing what I love to do. I love that. And I love that you shared that because it's a good encouragement to know now is the time to pick up what you've been sitting on. It's not too late. Like you just said, it had been several years and you chose to get in position. Hello. And then then on top of that, sometimes we want new direction. We Hmm. want new revelation and all Hmm. of the things, but maybe you need to go back and pick up the insight you already had 
and implement mm-hmm. that. And then to your point, now here comes the promotion. Here comes this open door. Here, here comes this. Here comes that. And so um, I just love that. The power of getting in alignment and then using your voice. And then within that, really what you decided was what the people needed was more, more important than your comfort. It was more important mm-hmm. than maybe your preference. Mm-hmm. Come on now, so, stepping on my toes and preaching. Come on now. Say I'm it. just saying Say it. So I, I love all of that. I'm so encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. take me back to your first speaking engagement. Were you nervous? Did it turn out how you thought? Like what, what was your experience? Uh, I laughed at that because I just knew I wasn't going to make it. I just knew I was going to pass out on stage. Uh, I knew I was going to throw up or something like that. It was actually at a higher education institution. Uh, university and I had about 40 minutes so normally my presentations last about an hour but I had 40 minutes which included the presentation and questions and I had a lot I wanted to share because I was just passionate and still am passionate about the topic get there students are pouring in I thought that it was only going to be I'd say probably about 20 to 30 students uh, Miss Parker 45 or almost 50 showed up to where it was standing room only. And I was like, Jesus be a whole fence. I'm gonna make it. You're going to be all right. And I think the one thing that you've even said and mentioned in some of your podcasts is you're nervous up until the point. If you were born to do this, if it was a purpose for you, I got up on the stage and the nerves kind of went and said, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to just make it happen. And as I began to talk, I looked at the audience and I saw uh, eyes wide. I saw them lean forward in their seats. I saw them pull out their phones and notebooks to take notes. Those right there was like affirmation, affirmation, affirmation. And I knew that I was onto something. That's when I knew that it mattered. Uh, in that 40 minutes, I think I presented for probably about 25 minutes. And I said, all right, time for questions. They were so frustrated. I was like, wait, we got, you know, this is all you have. Like you got more. Can you come back? Can, you know, And so that was what birthed into me, even though the nerves, the struggle, um, I was born to do this and I can do this, um, but you got to be ready to adjust and pivot. So, Mm. oh, that is good. Now, did you do anything in particular to deal with your nerves? So I tried to um, make sure I engage with the audience and I think that helps some. So what I did is they were walking in. I'm a big personality, even though I'm an introvert. And so I'm like, hey, boo, how you doing? What's your name? You know, okay, talk to me about what what made you come to this, you know, session. And so that helped me because when I interact with students, which I know something that I love to do, it calms my nerves. The fact that they were like, oh, I just want to learn. Or one student was like, well, I'm already investing in quite a bit and showed me his uh, stash account. He said, I just try to make sure I'm doing it right, you know, and so being able to have some of those conversations help with my nerves. And then last but not least, right before I was able to get on stage, I relaxed. I took a deep breath in, deep breath out. And I said, all right, you got this, Danielle. And then went the showtime. Y'all, I hope you caught that. Um, Danielle is teaching on today. (laughs) She's teaching on today. So. I just want to highlight a couple of things that you said, you know, you, you refocused yourself. So in interacting with the students and the audience, then you weren't thinking about yourself as much, which was is super wise and a really effective tool um, in dealing with the nerves. 
and the breathing, just the taking the deep breath and taking that moment to quiet yourself and just mm-hmm. calm yourself down. Those are some real practical things that we can do when we're nervous in the moment. So that is amazing. Kudos to you. Thank so you. Thank you. Let's talk about we're living in the midst of COVID. And now, you know, a lot of speaking is virtual. So what is that experience like for you in terms of virtual speaking? You know, it's funny. You hear a lot of speakers talk about, oh, I had to make the shift to virtual and it was more difficult for me. Um, You know, I didn't know how to engage the audience. Honestly, Kelly, I was like, that has been the best thing for me. Again, that introvert piece has has. When I get up on stage and there's 300 people in the audience, I feel like I want to pass out. But something about being behind the screen and even having individuals look at me is very different than being on an actual literal stage versus a virtual stage. So I've been able to thrive in this environment because I'm also closer to the students or closer to my audience. So I can see facial expressions. I can see when I talk about, you know, compound interest versus simple interest and how somebody's eyebrows go up and I'm like, nope, I've lost you. So I'll be looking at you. I'm like, Kelly, I lost you. I saw that eyebrow go up. You know, let me take a step back. What do you not understand? I can't do that if I'm on a stage and there's lights on me and, you know, you just kind of can't see the facial, facial expressions. So it has been a little bit of a challenge because technology is not my thing. Lord help us all. So when I'm trying to flip from, a, you know, looking at them on Zoom to putting up my PowerPoint or, you know, my slides or whatever, that is hard. And then if I'm trying to be real fancy and I have a poll or something, right, you know, or a video, I'm like, okay, we got this. We're going to work this out. So I think that has been a little bit more difficult is trying to put the virtual aspect of the virtual spin on it. But when it comes to engaging, when it comes to making them laugh and smile, but also getting the intent behind the content, that's easy for me. Ooh, that is good. I love how you're talking about thriving in the environment, right? Like whatever we experience, there are going to be some pros and some cons, you know, like what is the silver lining? So I love that you've been able to like thrive in this environment. But I want to go back to, to how you were saying it's easy for you and I feel like it's easy for you because it comes natural to you, like your the subject matter, something like you're gifted at. And there is so much power in the things that we think are easy. Mm-hmm. Because what if you thought that it was so easy and so simple? Well, I'm not going to teach about that. Everybody knows how to. I don't even know what you just said. The simple compound. Everybody knows. (laughs) Everybody know that, you know, but I think for each and every one of us, we might have a subject area that's like that for us where we know it so well. We don't think it's a big deal. But what if you were to unlock the power, you know, as Danielle is teaching us and sharing that, quote unquote, simple knowledge with somebody else. So. That is powerful. So I want to ask you this because you have kind of a subject matter that can be complicated, that can be complex, that can go over people's head. So what's your strategy in making it really simple for people to understand? That's a great question. I think that is what makes me a little bit different than I will say some other financial literacy speakers. I have the word educator in my title and in my business for a reason. My goal at the end of the day is what I teach you, I want you to be able to teach someone else. Uh, when I do my financial plans and work one-on-one with my um, you know, clients, 
it's crazy because I said, you know, it sounds great, but I don't want to have you as a repeat client. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, I want you to understand why I am creating these step-by-step instructions. And so that way you can explain it to your six-year-old. So I take a, what would folks think a complex process, for example, like investing, right? People hear the word investing and I'm going to say 60% of folks, maybe even 70% of folks, they just kind of shut down. I don't know how to do it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It's not real. I take something as simple as Starburst and help them to be able to show what the difference between a stock and a mutual fund is based off of Starburst, right? So my goal is to take something that is complex and bring it to reality by something that people understand. Um, And that's pretty easy to do for me, like you said, you know, it's because it's something that I'm passionate about, but I definitely agree with you is how do I set myself apart? And it's that making it simple. Like prime example is, you hear folks talk about this thing called the FICO score, F-I-C-O. You're like, why do you have to be fancy? It's called a credit score. Like, let's be clear. You know, it's just this whole jargon is not needed. So my goal is to break it down so that way anybody can explain it to anybody so we can create that generational wealth. Um, you all, if you don't have a page of notes so far, <laughs> start over. Just start the episode over. But let me let me underscore what Danielle has just taught us. So in terms of having a complex idea or subject matter, she said she connects it to something that people do know. For instance, Starburst. Maybe you don't know about investing, but you know about Starburst. You've seen Starburst. You understand that. So that's a really wise way to help people understand something. Maybe they're just not hearing about connected with something that they've heard about over and over to make sure that you're simple in your language. So when Mm. you are describing something, can you simplify your language and use words that people will easily understand? Those are some real practical strategies we can use to help people understand and remember. So, I mean, you letting the people know today. You are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So if someone is listening and they're like, I really want to improve my speaking skills. What, what would be one tip that you would give them? Just do it. Just do it. Uh, I overthought, overanalyzed, stressed out about it. And the more I have done it, much to my chagrin, much to my fear and anxiety, the more I do it, the easier it gets. And people told me that when I was first starting out. And y'all, I wasn't trying to hear it. I was not. People would put mic in front of me and I would struggle at first. And I can honestly say that the more I have done it, the more I practice. Kelly, you talk about this in almost all your podcasts. You have to practice to get what you want the audience to get across. Um, That is extremely important because you think it makes sense. And so you try to explain it verbally and you're like, this is not going over well with the audience. Uh, So I would definitely say, do it, uh, practice it. Um, And ask for feedback and not be afraid for the feedback. I have people that I trust. I also ask for feedback from sometimes the audience, you know, after the fact of whoever hired me and saying, what did you want to see differently? What is there something else that I could have done? You know, and so asking some of those questions and they like that. People love to share about their experiences and what you can do better. But what you'll start to find is when people start telling you nothing, nothing, you're good. You're like, okay, my practicing and my just doing it is working. 
once again, I couldn't have said it better myself, (laughs) but I would challenge those of you who might work, you know, a nine to five to take these same principles. So if you are somebody that presents at work or wants to grow in your presentation skills at work, how about asking a couple of people for some feedback? You know, how about asking a manager or somebody like that for feedback? Um, Even stuff like that will set you apart because it shows that you are trying to aspire to that next level. So that's so wise. So, so wise. So, Daniel, let us know where we can find you online. Let us know what you have coming up because the people, listen, the people might need a financial freedom literacy educator. They might need to know how to invest. They might need a one-on-one session. They might need a speaker. So we need to know where to get a hold of you. So Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, obviously, I'll start with my website first. That is the Financial Freedom Educator. Um, at uh, .com. And then if you are looking for a speaker, you can contact me there or the same thing, the financial freedom educator at gmail.com. But the one thing too, is that I love to do and educate folks. And so my platforms that I use often are Instagram and this new craze called clubhouse. So for those of you who are on Instagram, you can reach me again at the Financial Freedom Educator. I am there. I do Money Mondays every Monday. I don't go over about 60 seconds talking about some aspect of financial literacy. But then also I do something called Financial Freedom Saturdays on Clubhouse. So that's every uh, Saturday at 10. And it is Central Standard Time where I talk about different aspects. What I'm on right now is how to fire your landlord and buy your dream home. So I'm doing courses on that. And if you want to sign up, it's in my link in my Instagram. But then also I am talking about, you know, how to find your crew um, as far as women are concerned for Women's History Month or investing, how to flip 50 to 100 in four or five easy steps, right? And so I'm just trying to make things simplistic for folks. So that way we can create that generational wealth that we don't just talk about, but we're also being about. Amen. (laughs) you're like hello come on right 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 well Daniel this has been such a pleasure I'm so glad that you were able to join me today and um I know the folks are going to get so much value out of what you shared you're really an inspiration in what you are doing so keep doing what you do thank you so much and Kelly again I appreciate having you even as people of color, I appreciate the fact that you are encouraging us to continue to push and showing us and paving the way when it comes to speaking and speaking with confidence. That is extremely important and you're an inspiration to me. So thank you for you being you. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.